1: Terms and conditions apply. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner, James Salinas, is here via Denver, Colorado, as we take you through NFL Championship Sunday. Good day to you, my friend. Mr. Salinas, good to be with you again. And half of the Super Bowl matchup is in place for Super Bowl 56, which will take place In Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium championship weekend, of course, kicked off earlier today at Arrowhead Stadium with the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. I made the Chiefs a three-and-a-half-point favorite. My deeper numbers came to three-and-a-half, and Kansas City by just a half a point. The game closed here in Las Vegas. Chiefs minus seven with a total of 54 and a half. Now, we saw it touch 55 as far as the total a few different times, but it quickly was bet down back to 54 and a half. and I think the biggest noticeable movement was the juice that came off of the favorite. That minus seven was about minus 120 just about everywhere on the Kansas City Chiefs. But it came off as this game closed seven flat in favor of the Chiefs. And after one quarter of play, it was seven to three Kansas City. They had the ball deep in Cincinnati territory, and they were 13 and a half point favorites in the live market. And the total had stayed the same, still at 54 and a half. Now with five minutes left in the second quarter, it was already 21 to three. In favor of Kansas City, they were a perfect three for three, scoring on all of their possessions, getting the ball into the end zone on all three possessions in the first half. While the Bengals had amassed just 82 yards of offense, but the Bengals pulled off that big stop to end the first half, and we went into the locker room. Chiefs 21, Bengals 10. The live line at that point was Chiefs minus 13 and a half, with a total of 58 and a half, and the Chiefs were a three-point favorite for just the second half alone with a total of 28 points James in our preview of this game we talked about the Bengals struggling to defend the tight end and also the running backs catching passes out of the backfield in the first half alone Travis Kelsey had five catches for 55 yards and Jarek McKinnon had three catches for 30 yards and other than that stop to end the first half Kansas City was doing anything they
3: wanted to do on offense well and I think that that The play calling, the choice of plays, that was a really, honestly, this was a super arrogant game plan out of Kansas City, both to end that half and then how they ended regulation in the fourth quarter, trying to work. They were trying to conserve clock. Let's figure out how we can grind the clock out and not give the ball back to Cincinnati Hey, I thought you had the best offense. You you had the best show on the field. You have Patrick Mahomes. Shouldn't you be trying to win the football game as opposed to worry about your defense and trying to stop Burrow on the other side? You know, you got what you, you you got what you deserve. So that's great. I mean, I had Cincinnati every way upside down during end game, plus 18 and a half prior to the half. I mean, uh, good for Kansas City. You know what, you want to you want to get arrogant that way how you saw it at the end of the half and and uh there was at one point, right, the last play where they swung it out. Was it Tyreek Hill that he swung the ball out, too? You, you have to throw to the end zone. You got five seconds left. It's got to be a quick hit, but it's got to be to the house. You have no timeouts left. And then afterwards, they showed Patrick Mahomes like, tr- looking around to the the officials calling timeout. I don't know what that was about. Did he not realize they had no timeouts left, nor did he realize that the clock had run out? Just It just seemed like it was a very a, just a very cocky really performance from the Kansas city chiefs from start to finish. It didn't see that sense of urgency from this team to try to win the football game. It was all about, to me, it was all about, well, we'll, we'll get through this and we're going to look forward to being back in the super bowl for the third straight time and credit to the Cincinnati Bengals, Brady. I mean, this was a team that fell behind. Like you talked about there, they were down 21 to three halfway through the second quarter Didn't get rattled. And that's, we've been talking about Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow really sets the tone for this team. This is a kid that had last week at Tennessee getting sacked nine times just picking himself up, dusting himself off. It's all good. It's part of the game. It's part of doing business in the NFL, and we're going to get after it, and we're still going to find ways to make plays and win the football game. And I think this is – he really is the leader of this team. Say what you want about the coaching staff for Cincinnati. The real leader is Joe Burrow, such a young player, to be able to take on those characteristics to lead this team and this franchise now back to the Super Bowl where it hasn't been for over three decades. Such a credit to Joe Burrow, this Cincinnati Bengals team, and keeping their poise, staying within themselves to still stay competitive, not get rattled on the road at Kansas City, down 21-3. to And you come back in that second half, you hold Kansas City just to that end, that field goal in the fourth quarter where really Kansas City should have been trying to play for the win as opposed to worried about the clock and running the clock down and seeing if they can win the football game. They ended up having to go to overtime. Well, we didn't have to deal with the whole, well, who wins the coin toss? Kansas City won the coin toss. I guess Buffalo can get over that, too. Should have got a stop at the end of fourth uh, 13 seconds last week. Couldn't get off the field then. Couldn't get off the field in overtime. Credit to the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll see you in two weeks in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, so we move to the second half, where Kansas City, by the way, was receiving the kickoff to start the second half. That drive stalls, and the Bengals score 21 points in the third quarter alone. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs put up a goose egg, and we were tied at 21 apiece, headed to the fourth quarter. The Chiefs were now down to a three and a half point favorite in the live market. Your total was at 58 and a half, and then Evan McPherson drills his 11th field goal of the post. Season a 52 yarder with six minutes left, and Cincinnati had the lead in this ball game 24-21. The Chiefs scored their first points of the entire second half as time ran out in regulation, and we were headed to overtime tied at 24 apiece. You mention it, Patrick Mahomes wins the toss once again. But he throws an interception, tries to go deeper down the field, throws an interception. Cincinnati comes back the other way, gets a running play from Joe Mixon to get it down into the red zone. They set up Evan McPherson once again, his 12th field goal in the postseason. The kid out of Florida has not missed. A 31-yarder is good, 27-24. And like you say, Cincinnati in the big game for the first time in over 30 years. What a game it was. What a comeback it
3: was. Absolutely, James, a tale of two halves. And and I think for Cincinnati, a tale of two halves when it comes to the scoreboard, but I think for Cincinnati, this was a team that they competed for the full 60 minutes. Kansas City really just, again, I, just, I look at this as, as this sense of arrogance for Kansas City, feeling like, all right, this is the fourth time in the last four years that we're hosting the AFC Championship game. We're playing a young team in Cincinnati. We've been here. We've done that yeah, you know, we can take a possession off here. We can throw a play away there. Well, that's what happens to you when you start to feel like you are better than your opponent and you don't bring that level of respect for the opponent that you're facing on the other side of the field. This is what happens. And Cincinnati is just one of those teams. And I again, I, I just can't, I can't stress enough the leadership characteristics and the intangibles that you see out of joe burrow and not the greatest game out of joe burrow but ultimately didn't need to be you had to have a full rounded uh from all three units and i think we've seen you were mentioning mcpherson in the kicking game for cincinnati uh such a weapon he is and the confidence that he shows out there but i think so much of that again permeates through through joe burrow just the confidence that you see out there even with a bad play turnover on down whatever it might be this is a kid that just not just doesn't lose his poise, and his teammates rally around that. And he raises the level of play from everybody else on that team for the Cincinnati Bengals, and here you are. There you go, Kansas City. Well, you wanted to take a possession off. You wanted to try to worry about grinding out the clock as opposed to winning the football game. You got what you deserve. See, you're done. Didn't get back to the Super Bowl for the third straight time. And, Brady, you and I were talking about this for, oh, the last handful of weeks about Kansas City. Could we really see a team get back to the super bowl three straight years in a row and it was it's we know how hard that is and it's such a struggle and does rarely does that happen and in this case here for Kansas City i i felt like this was a game that yeah cincinnati took it they went on the road they didn't they didn't lose their poise but ultimately kansas city you know you got to play Focus for 60 minutes. They didn't, and their arrogance cost them. Good for the Cincinnati Bengals. Looking forward to seeing them in two weeks.
2: Yeah, a tremendous effort, and I was uh, thrilled to see Joe Burrow persevere and really lead that team to victory. If you look at some of these prop bets, James, you and I were talking about on our preview show, Travis Kelsey gets there easily. His number was 76 and a half receiving yards. He had 95. We were talking about Joe Mixon. His rushing attempts was 15 and a half. Mixon carried the ball 21 times. And unfortunately, the uh, receiving yards for Joe Mixon, boy, that one was tight. Depended on when you got the number. I know you were looking at it when it was around 26 or 27. You ended up buying in at 29, and he falls right on 27 receiving yards, does Joe Mixon.
3: Yeah, and, and, and honestly, that's all good. I'm, my big plays, we got a game going on right now in the NFC Championship game. I've got close to 20 dimes worth of action on this game, <laughs> so that dime there with mixing, yeah, ham and egg bets, that's okay. I'll sacrifice those. And getting in in-game, we talked about it. What have I been doing all season long? How have I had such a great year getting now that it's live betting here in Colorado and it's legal over the last year and a half in Denver to be able to get in there with all these different operators and get involved with these games, being able to watch these games and f- get a feel for the game seeing the different matchups that are going and then being able to to get in there in-game live second half all these different bets I mean that's really where it's at Brady I mean we can throw all these pre-flop bets out there all you want your best bets and here's what we're going to do and we talk about those for days on end before the game kicks but the real money's made during the games right now when we're talking about it and I think for for Cincinnati I got involved in game two I had him. I had a multiple times where I got involved the best number I had was plus 18 and a half well I wish I would have just taken the money line at that point I think they might have been like 12 to 1 but I'll take the 18 and a half and ultimately I'll take all the different numbers that I had Cincinnati earned that game good for them excited for this Super Bowl coming up with Cincinnati on the AFC side
2: yeah, I was watching that live line during that morning game between Kansas City and the Cincinnati Bengals. I was surprised. I think I saw it get all the way to 19 and a half. The total at one point was 61. Um, I was uh, prepping for the show, and uh, my fast fingers were not working on the in game. But so far, half my teasers there with uh, the Bengals teased up to plus 14. Now we need the Niners. We'll come back and report on the NFC Championship when we return, right here on the Pro Football Blitz at V-CINN.
1: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: If you missed any part of our show or anything on the v schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. You can catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsincom slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all for free and available now at vsincom slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. brady cannon and james salinas with you inside the pro football blitz and we want to shift over to the nfc championship game of course they are underway at sofi stadium the rams and the 49ers each team has had two possessions the rams currently driving they have a first and 10 still in their own territory they are a three and a half point favorite in the live market your total all the way down to 36 and a half. We have a scoreless first quarter that has just come to an end. And now into the second quarter, uh, the game closed Rams minus three and a half with a total of 45 and a half. And I told you in our preview show, game uh, James, I made this Rams minus one and a half. And then if I took my deeper numbers into account, it came out, it came out to Rams minus one and a half and Rams minus two uh, again in the live market, currently a three and a half point favorite, but after a scoreless first quarter, this total has plummeted by nine points down to 36 and a half. What's been your impression so far after one quarter of play.
3: But right now the speed of the San Francisco defense getting after it and getting into Matthew Stafford and, Welcome to the NFC Championship game, young fella. You got what you wanted. You wanted to get out of Detroit. Now here you go, and you're playing against San Francisco. And I think the speed of this defense, we know come from regular season to the playoffs, everything gets ratcheted up another gear. And then when you're talking about to go to the Super Bowl, in this case, the conference championship game, now you kick it up another gear, and I think... Both, both quarterbacks have struggled. Now, I, I, for Jimmy Garoppolo, their first possession, he missed a wide-open George Kittle right down the middle of the field, down in between the seams. Nobody around him completely overthrew him. Uh, some shades of Super Bowls past a couple years ago where he missed Sanders deep over the middle down the field to win the Super Bowl but I think here this defense for San Francisco the speed the pressure that they're going to get we saw Matthew Stafford drove down second drive of the game and then get picked he got he was intercepted in the end zone and I think it's just this continuous pressure that's going to continue that's going to be after Matthew Stafford, can he step up in the face of pressure? He's going to have to make some throws under duress here because San Francisco is bringing it. Here's another set where they're bringing five, six guys. Stafford's actually going to run. He's going to pick up a big third down. All with his feet on third and ten, ran for about 15 yards there. Good coverage down the field, but I think for for this game, this is going to be a close game. I mean, I'll, I'll just we'll list it right now. I've got so many different plays on this game. I got Aaron Donald over four and a half uh, plus 110, over four and a half tackles and assists for 1500. I got Akers under 18 and a half for 1500 as far as attempts go. I've got six to win five with San Francisco and six times to win five times plus four and a half points. Uh, at minus one twenty, I've also got San Francisco plus the three in the first half. That's for four. Uh, I've got San Francisco money line plus one sixty five. That one's for two. And then I've also got what? Oh, and then during that Kansas City game. They still had San Francisco as a live line to win the Super Bowl at plus 425. I took a dime of that as well.
2: All right. Very nice. Well, I've got some action on the San Francisco 49ers as well. I have a conference championship ticket that I got prior to the season kicking off at plus 675. and then I've got one leg of the teaser in with Cincinnati teased up to plus 14. I've got the San Francisco 49ers teased up to plus 10 and a half. That was a seven point teaser. I also have Jimmy Garoppolo over 228 and a half passing yards. He is currently two for four with 30 yards and again about 12 and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Matthew Stafford is 9 of 15 for 70 yards passing. And right now, the Rams are out first downing the Niners nine to two as this second offensive possession continues to prosper for the Los Angeles Rams. They are now into San Francisco territory first and 10 from about the 32 yard line and your live market has reacted as far as the total down to 36 and a half. that's where it was when this drive started. The point spread remains the same though at three and a half. that's where we closed the game and I find it kind of interesting here with the Rams driving that that point spread has not adjusted, James.
3: Well, and and think of it here, Tyler Higby, who started off pretty hot. That first couple drives, he had three targets, caught two, had two receptions for 18 yards he came off the field in that first quarter. They had to carry him off with a, a leg injury. I'm not sure if it was an ankle. What, what was it? But they, they literally, he couldn't put any pressure on his leg. They took him off into the locker room. Does not look good for Higby to come back into this matchup. And I think we've seen the emergence over the last yeah, last six weeks or so with Tyler Higby and being able to find spots in these different zones and find good cover. I mean, He, he and Stafford, it takes time. We know Stafford coming over, new quarterback back with his teammates. It's going to take some time to build some chemistry. It didn't take him long for Cooper Cup and, and Stafford to hook up early in the season. They've been doing it all season long, but I think the last handful of weeks really Tyler Higby has been the one that's been the recipient of all the coverage that's been rolled towards Cooper Cup trying to stop Cup and all the different levels of, of routes that he runs. With well, Higby now being out of this game, I think that's a huge loss for the Rams going forward. We'll see if he comes back. He's listed as questionable to return.
2: Yeah, and uh, we go to commercial break here on the broadcast of the football game and the Niners' uh, an injury timeout. I want to say it was Fred Warner that was on the ground. That would be a huge loss for the San Francisco 49ers. Their all pro linebacker, but Tyler Higbee, you mentioned, uh, that was a prop bet that I liked for over 40 and a half receiving yards. He was already almost halfway there, as you mentioned, with 18 yards on two catches. He had been targeted three times, and that was all in the first quarter, James. Three targets in the first quarter, so obviously this guy, Tyler Higbee, is a big part of the game plan. We hope he is healthy enough to come back and play in this contest, the same goes out for Fred Warner here. Elijah Mitchell out of the backfield with one reception for San Francisco. Brandon Ayuk with one catch for the Niners as well. George Kittle has been targeted once. It was incomplete. You mentioned that ball that Jimmy Garoppolo threw. Kittle was wide open on that first offensive series for San Francisco. Threw it over his head there, and uh, 49ers were forced to punt. Uh, We do have a break in the action, as I mentioned, for the injury timeout. About 12 minutes left in the second quarter. The Rams facing a third and six here James they are in field goal range so if the Niners can hold here on third and six you would imagine that the uh, Rams will bring out their field goal team and try to make this a three to nothing game and the odds makers thinking that that could be the case as well as the total has now ticked down to 35 and a half and Talking about all these options that you have to bet now, James, uh, obviously in-game being a huge part of them, uh, this total is now 10 points lower than where we closed, and and that was just basically a quarter of football ago. Maybe
3: it's an opportune time to look at the over. It could be. You were dismissing, so let's update a couple injuries. You were talking about the linebacker that was down for San Francisco at the TV timeout. It's actually Dre Greenlaw, number okay. 57, that was down on the sideline. So, fortunately for us San Francisco backers, we know how important Fred Warner is to the middle of that defense. It was not Fred Warner, although not that Greenlaw is, uh, he's definitely important to that defense, too, but he was the one that was down. Also, on the Rams' side, Cam Akers went down in that first quarter with a shoulder injury. He is also questionable to return so it's Sony Sony Michelle that has been in for this drive taking up the bulk of the of the carries we'll see what these different injuries what that's going to look like for both these teams I just think again the, the speed of the game the intensity of the game guys are playing so fast so hard such a collision sport we're seeing a number of players already going to the sideline due to injury
2: yeah, and that's very interesting on Cam Cam Akers because you mentioned you've got a, a play there on him as far as mm-hmm. a prop bet under 18 and a half attempts. Uh, I know a lot of people were high on him to go under his rushing yards total, which was in the neighborhood of 55 yards or so. He's already got 31 yards rushing on the ground on just six attempts. So two big players in the prop market there, Tyler Higby and Cam Akers, possibly out of this game for the Los Angeles Rams. We wish them wish them a speedy recovery and hopefully they they can get back in action here. Uh, Matthew Stafford, by the way, converted that third and six for a first down, but on first and 10 from about the 14-yard line, he is sacked. I believe that's the first sack of the game for the San Francisco 49ers. Joey Bosa, or excuse me, Nick Bosa getting home there on Matthew Stafford to drop the Rams for a loss there on first and 10. And now your live market still has the Rams as a five-and-a-half-point favorite as they are in the red zone. And now it adjusts. After that sack, they go back to a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And your total continues to drop, James. Maybe just – I'm seeing 33-and-a-half. Boy, might be time to fire at 33-and-a-half, my man.
3: Well, especially right now with the Rams in the red zone, you got to expect, all right, at worst they'll get come out of this with the three – I just I don't really like the confidence right now that we're seeing, or well, the injuries for one. Cam Akers on the sideline, Higby on the sideline too. Those are guys that that's big piece of the running game as well as the middle of the field, working kind of those that second level intermediate routes with Higby going down. I'll lay off. I got enough. We already told you all the action I got going on with this game. We'll see where we're at come halftime and see if we want to get more, get even deeper into this game.
2: Your pockets are full of tickets, my man, and I hope they all cash. We are big Niner fans here on the Pro Football Blitz. We'll be right back with more at ESPN.
1: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on ESPN, the sports betting network.
2: Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. The Rams are on the board. Matthew Stafford on second and long finds Cooper Cup in the back right-hand corner of the end zone from about 17 yards out. The extra point is good. And Los Angeles takes a 7-0 lead with about 8.5 minutes left in the second quarter. Jimmy G and the Niners back on offense now. They are out to about their own 28-yard line. The first play from scrimmage there, Garoppolo is complete to Debo Samuel. In the live market, the Rams are now a a 5.5-point favorite, and your total ticks up to 37.5. James, maybe that was indeed the low-water mark at 33.5 there for the in-game total.
3: Well, it's a, just a, a, a total – they took advantage of this. The weakness of this San Francisco defense is that back four. It's that secondary, and it was the rookie Thomas. They were sitting in a cover two. It was third and 12. You have the boundary as they were on the boundary side. Thomas is the back there. He has leverage to the outside, and he gets caught looking at Sony Michelle coming out of the backfield drops his coverage he should have got better depth on that tart was late getting over too i don't know if he was trying to disguise what the, what coverage he was in but ultimately it was a simple cover 2 uh, shell coverage that he was in, uh, he got over there a step late to to Cooper Cup, but really so much of that falls on Thomas, rookie corner out of Michigan, and just got caught looking into the backfield with Sony Michelle just really running an out route, and was covered by the linebacker. Bad play by Thomas, Tart not getting over there on the safety side a half a step late, and that's all it takes when you're having to deal with Cup. That's the weakness of the San Francisco 49ers team is that young secondary, and they were exploited on that touchdown pass from the Rams. Jimmy
2: G with a connection with Brandon Ayuk for about 30 yards, and they are into Rams territory now, first and 10 for San Francisco at about the Rams' 45-yard line and a false start. So they'll back up five yards here and start right about midfield on 1st and 15. Time to play America's favorite game show, Mr. Salinas. Consider it. Book it or drop it. Okay, we are going to take a look at Super Bowl MVP awards here and what the odds are on a number of players in that market. Of course, we already know one representative for Super Bowl 56. That will be the Cincinnati Bengals James, I will start with player number one here. He has six receptions for a total of 82 yards, averaging nearly 14 yards per catch in the playoffs. Also has 20 rushing attempts for a total of 111 yards, averaging 5.5 yards per carry. He's a nightmare to game plan around. He calls himself a wide back. His odds to win Super Bowl MVP currently at 14 to
3: 1. Gotta yeah, be Debo Samuel of the San Francisco Forty Nine. Debo
2: Samuel out of South Carolina. Absolutely. Uh fourteen to one on Debo. I think, I mean, obviously they have to get through this game, but I think at this point that's a pretty good number to bet on.
3: Yeah, now we're down to three teams, and I think with the Cincinnati side, it's going to be for Joe Burrow. And we're mentioning, we're talking about Debo Samuel, and oh, he almost he housed goes. it. I think there he took it all the way goes. to the house. Put it on the board. Boy, that's a touchdown, Debo Samuel, from almost 50 yards out on a quick screen. Yeah, let's let's uh, we can definitely consider him for the Super Bowl MVP because he's the one that's going to have to make plays, not only get through this NFC Championship game, but we know fully what he's capable of, and right there gets San Francisco back into this football game in the NFC Championship.
2: He's absolutely an amazing player. That was just a short uh, over the middle route. He cut it back inside and uh, did the rest of the work there. Jimmy Garoppolo now to 107 yards passing. I'm not sure the grand total, uh, what the uh, score there was for Debo Samuel, but that had to be in the neighborhood of 40 or 50 yards. And it was all run after the catch for Debo Samuel as the flip from Garoppolo was only about a six or eight yard flip. And uh, again, Debo does the rest of the work, Rob. Gould adds the extra point and we are tied. So, yeah, I don't know if that 14 to one is available anymore, but (laughs) I'm definitely considering it with you as well. All right, let's talk about player number two here. Uh, In his two playoff games, he has recorded six total tackles, two of those for a loss and one and a half sacks, Uh, winning the defensive player of the year award multiple times. This guy is just a bulldozer on the defensive front. His odds to win Super Bowl MVP at 25 to one.
3: Oh, boy, are we talking about Aaron Donald? Aaron Donald,
2: indeed, yes. Uh, I think he would be the only guy that's left in the mix that's won a Defensive Player of the Year award multiple times in his case. Um, And and you and I talked about this on Saturday's program as well, looking at a guy like Bosa or Eric Armstead or an Aaron Donald where you can get a big price on a defensive player. Um, I, I would probably consider 25 to 1.
3: Well, and especially considering the opponent now, we know it's Cincinnati that's going to yeah. represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. That is not a good offensive line, although we really did see a completely different game plan out of Cincinnati it, uh, going into Kansas City in Arrowhead. A lot of quick passes. Get it out of the – get. not let Burrow have to sit back and, and have these long extended routes have to develop down the field. It was – quick short passes get it out of the hands quickly be interested to see what the timing was from from snap to out of the hand cuz it was it looked like a completely different passing game from Joe Burrow today and that offense but thinking about the offensive line completely, totally that is the weakness uh of that Cincinnati Bengals team we were talking about the offense it starts at the offensive line and and Burrow is one of the i mean took 51 sacks during the regular season had 11 sacks going into this game against Kansas City. Have to look at the box score and see how many times he was sacked today. But it felt like he was really getting the ball out of his hands quickly. But we know that's the weakness. And if it is Aaron Donald and it is Los Angeles Rams, which I'm hopeful it's not, but if it does happen to be the Rams getting into that matchup, yeah, Aaron Donald can create havoc in that within the a gap b gap he can play then that's what's so unique about donald he can play the three technique he can be outside the tackle at the four technique he is such a game wrecker back there i think we definitely can consider that but right now i'm not hopeful of that i'm not going to book it because we need san francisco to get the super bowl brady (laughs) we talked
2: about uh, how that chiefs pass rush that was really a weakness for this team they ranked 29th in the league During the regular season at just 1.8 sacks per game. And I'm trying to see here how many sacks they had on Burrow today. Uh, Just one, Melvin Ingram. And you remember that play. It was late in the game when Melvin Ingram batted a pass down and then sacked Joe Burrow. So uh, I think your analysis makes a ton of sense there. Aaron Donald going up against that Cincinnati offensive line, but a great performance by them today, allowing just one sack. All right, player number three here. In his two playoff games so far, this quarterback has thrown for 568 total yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a QB rating of twenty of over 120 uh through the game winning pass to secure field position late in the game after a huge comeback by the opponent last week that led to a game winning field goal this player's odds to win Super Bowl MVP pretty short at plus 350
3: got to be Matthew Stafford
2: Matthew anyway. Stafford indeed
3: and for me James
2: the price is just too short i i mean i right. we know that this award typically goes to quarterbacks but If it's Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, yeah, I'm there. But we talked about this a little bit on the preview show as well. With the Rams or the 49ers, I think you could very easily get a player other than the quarterback.
3: Yeah, and thinking about the Rams and who put the first touch on the board. And it was, I was—I know it was Matthew Stafford throwing the football, but it was Cooper Cup again making a big play, getting that touchdown, getting reading between the coverage inside that safety, and and being able to make that big play in the passing game. I definitely. I don't think it's too short for one, and I think for Stafford, who just got buried again on another throw, he's getting up slowly. He got tagged again. Welcome to the NFC Championship, my man. Uh, (laughs) I I don't want to book it. I'll drop it. I don't want anything to do with Stafford and the L.A. Lambs.
2: All right, let's take uh, one more player into consideration here and see what their odds are for Super Bowl MVP. In his two playoff games, this player has five receptions for a total of 81 yards, averaging just under 17 yards per catch. It's really his quarterback's favorite target. He's bound to have a breakout game you would expect. Uh, He is in the conference championship game currently that we're watching here, and his odds to win Super Bowl MVP are 40 to 1.
3: Oh boy. Um we talking about Odell Beckham? George Kittle. George Kittle. Kittle. No, Sir- I think you know you know I think for George Kittle he is he's he's such a factor in the run game and San Francisco wants to run the football and he's such a great run blocker that now his ability and he's a tremendous tight end a great player with the ball in his hands and a great route runner. But he is such a benefit to the run game for San Francisco. I think it's an afterthought for him to be part of the passing game with SF because you don't want to have, if SF makes it to the Super Bowl, it's not about Jimmy Garoppolo in the passing game and George Kittle, as good as he is, uh, he's much better suited to what the strength is of this San Francisco offense. Rushing the football and his ability to block, I'll drop it. He's not going to be MVP.
2: There is Cam Akers back in the game, so that is good news for Rams backers there, and uh, he just had a nice run. They are inching towards midfield on this drive as they get the ball back. From San Francisco after the Debo Samuel touchdown. We are currently tied at seven apiece and just about four minutes left before halftime here. A low-scoring first half. Your live line is currently 42 and a half for the total. About a field goal lower than where we close. The Rams remain three and a half point favorites in the live market. We'll be back with more in just a moment, right here on the Pro Football Blitz.
1: Terms and conditions apply. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs and then on championship weekend. We'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make, make your plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action, all at vsin.com. James, the two-minute warning has come for the first half here in the NFC Championship game between the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. They are currently tied at seven apiece. Matthew Stafford and Los Angeles currently on offense. They are in San Francisco territory, about the 36-yard line of the 49ers, and they are facing a third and eight here at the two-minute warning. The Rams remain a a three-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market. Your total is now at 40-and-a-half, and And what are your thoughts here going on with this drive currently, James? I know the low watermark as far as the total not too long ago got all the way to 33-and-a-half Anything betting wise in the live market uh, that you kind of see or or maybe can forecast from here in the last two minutes of the first half?
3: Well, just thinking about where LA is. It's a the game's tied at seven now. They got a big third down, third and eight coming up just inside. the the San Francisco 40 yard line, but it's this game's been dominated as far as time of possession and and total plays. Right now the Rams have 41 offensive plays versus San Francisco's 13. I I I wouldn't get involved. I'm not going to get involved right now, but just thinking about if if Los Angeles only comes away with three, let's say they have a 10-7 lead, it feels like they've left a lot of points out there on the field. They just Dropped a touchdown, Ben Skjornik, I think that's how you pronounce the name, I don't even know who that kid is, had one down the seams, they jumped over, rolled the coverage of Cooper Cup, he dropped the easy, which would have been a wide open touchdown pass, and looks like we're, nope third and goal third nope out of bounds we're going to go fourth down what is sanford what is los angeles going to do here this is kind of a long spot this could be a long field goal or are they going to punt it i don't know matt Gay came up really short the last time down in tampa bay and we see matthew stafford limping off the field but thinking about 42 plays so far for los angeles only 13 offensive plays from San Francisco, a number of injuries to Los Angeles so far on the offensive side, and, yeah, it's going to be a field goal attempt coming out here for the Rams. This is a long field goal attempt, 54 yards, Brady. Let's see what happens.
2: And he's been a great kicker this season, has Matt Gay for the Los Angeles Rams, and the kick is underway, and it is going to be wide right. So a 54-yard attempt. Looked like he may have not even had the distance there. That was kind of a low-line drive kick there. Uh, By Matt Gay. And so the 49ers escaped there. And that's a big deal, James. Think about Mm -hmm. this. And we talk about, uh, you know, second half bets and and momentum and all that type of thing. San Francisco is going to get the ball right around their own 38-yard line or so, okay? They also received the second half kickoff. And you've got basically exactly two minutes, maybe a minute 58 left here. San Francisco, I believe, has at least a couple of timeouts remaining, if not all three. So they've got a world of time here to deal with, to try and take the lead into the locker room and then also receive that second half kickoff. If you're making some live bets right now, you may want to look to the Niner
3: side. All the momentum right now on San Francisco, again, considering the fact that That Los Angeles offensively has dominated every single statistic counter. Seven out of 10 on third down, 42 total plays. Now, that, that was a missed field goal from 54, which means San Francisco will get the ball at their own 44-yard line because they'll place it where the ball was kicked from, where that spot where it was kicked. So, good field position here for San Francisco. A minute and 50 to go. They do have all three timeouts, and considering right now I've got San Francisco plus three in the first half, so that was a big miss for me as well. But yeah, thinking about where this number is right now, it's I'm looking at the live line. It's minus one and a half in favor of San Francisco. The money line is sitting at minus Plus one ten. Oh, it's plus minus one and a half. Plus one hundred. Uh, at a uh, basically, it's a coin flip right now. I'm already invested. I got plenty on San Francisco, but thinking about just the mindset of where both of those teams are. I mean, Sa- Los Angeles got to be feeling like, man, we have dominated in every which way, shape, and form offensively. And we could potentially be behind going into halftime, and then our defense is going to have to go back onto the field because San Francisco is going to get the ball to start the third quarter. I'd be looking to play. Like I said, I'm already vested in San Francisco, but if I didn't have any action and I was looking to get involved right now, I'd be looking at San Francisco. Even money might as a pick'em right now minus 110.
2: Yeah, I didn't even notice that, but you're right. San Francisco's moved into the role of the favorite here in the live market, which is pretty interesting and understandable with good field position and still about two minutes on the clock here before halftime. Your live total is currently at 40 and a half. Uh, One thing that I've noticed uh, out of the San Francisco defense so far in the first half, James, they are getting pretty good pressure on Matthew Stafford, but we know the weak part of that defense is the secondary. And and really, the linebackers are excellent for San Francisco, but it looks like they're trying to have to trade covering Cooper Cup with the secondary. And and I think they really need to shore that up in the second half if they want to have success here. Cooper Cup already has 64 yards receiving. He's been targeted eight times with five catches. Obviously, he's their biggest weapon uh, as far as the receiving core, but I think San Francisco is going to have to find a better way to defend Cooper cup. If they're going to be successful in the second half.
3: Well, Cooper cup did have a big drop on that last drive. Looking ahead, he had a lot of space. He kind of was an in breaking route and he had some room to run. I think he was looking at, could have been potentially looking at the end zone seeing how wide open he was and, and run after catch. But yeah, for sure, considering the fact that we know what a weapon Cooper cup is, he's already had a touchdown on the board with those five receptions. Yeah, what is the adjustment? We're going to have to roll some more coverage there. We've seen, uh, I feel like we've seen more man coverage so far out of San Francisco in this first half. wonder if we start seeing more zone coverage here in the second half coming for San Francisco, and there is Debo Samuel. Just got de but the flag comes in. Los Angeles being a little mean to the receiver coming over the middle. It looks like it's going to be an unnecessary roughness penalty, so what would have been a third and long coming up for San Francisco it looks like it'll be a personal foul. That should move San Francisco down inside, close to the 40-yard line for San Fr- for Los Angeles. I'm surprised that's a uh, well, probably defenseless receiver coming over the middle, and he got hit. No helmet-to-helmet here by, by Scott the safety, but it is going to be, looks like it is going to be a a path or a personal foul, but Debo is really shaken up down here on the field. Man, Brady, I don't know. We're talking about all these injuries to these offenses. A lot of key playmakers going down. That live total is sitting at 37 and a half. We'll see how many players are left standing come second half for both of these offenses.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And the good news there is he did not take a shot to the head. So probably a situation where he got the wind knocked out of him or something. He certainly got belted over the middle there by Scott, but good news that Scott was responsible enough not to crack him in the helmet, and uh, I would guess that Debo Samuel should be okay once he is able to dust himself off here, but certainly uh, took a big crack over the middle there on that incomplete pass. The drive will continue for San Francisco. Uh, Looks like about uh, a minute and a half left in the first half, and they have now switched into the role of the underdog once again as far as the live market. They are catching a point and a half. The Rams now a one and a half point favorite in the live market and your total dips as well. I find that interesting that the total has dipped where you have the automatic first down for a penalty there, uh, total all the way down to 37 and a half. That's about a three point dip there just on that one play. So I'm not sure about that, but uh, maybe the odds makers figuring that Debo Samuel, if he can't go uh, that certainly takes away from the scoring and San Francisco's ability to win this game. Uh, James, I want to go back to uh, what we saw earlier today for a moment here, the Cincinnati Bengals, and just an incredible it, – it looked like it was not going to be a great game. It looked like it was all Kansas City. 21-3, to 21-10 is what they end up going into halftime as far as the lead, and then they score three points in the entire second half, and including overtime, and Cincinnati wins it just incredible a, a, Totally resilient effort by the Bengals. And this Joe Burrow kid just never seems to lose ball games, including in his college career. Um, As far as the matchup with either the Rams or the 49ers, uh, you know, the look ahead lines here were the Rams minus three and a half over the Bengals, the 49ers minus two and a half over the Bengals. With what we've seen out of Cincinnati,
3: I mean, you got to believe they have a shot against anybody. Why wouldn't they? I mean, both of these teams here feeling like, if you're thinking about San Francisco and we see Debo Samuel on the sideline, I think you're right. Just probably got the wind knocked out of him. He is on the field. I Actually, I want to see they did. That looks like they picked up the flag, Brady. So it's third and eight in fa- for ah. San Francisco at their own forty-five yard line. So it wasn't helmet to helmet, and I I, I agree with this. Shouldn't it's have a good been a call. personal foul yeah. on that. It's a good call, absolutely. But there's Kittle coming up big on third down. Move the chains, move the sticks. San Francisco continues the drive. Uh, but getting back to your point with with Cincinnati, I, I mean, this is a team that doesn't real they. I think they're too young to realize they shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be going this deep into the play. You shouldn't be as a second-year quarterback and all the youth that they have on the field as well as the sideline. You shouldn't be in the Super Bowl, but here it is. Why wouldn't they have a shot? Absolutely.
2: So those odds adjusted down to 37 and a half because that was not an automatic first down, but then after getting that first down to George Kittle, the live total back up to 40 and a half. We'll be right back. <laughs>